as good as I once was That's just the cold hard truth <laughs> I still throw a few back Talk a little smack When I'm feeling bulletproof So don't double dog dare me now Cause I'd have to call your As I ever was May not be good as I once was But I'm as good once As I ever was Hey everybody, welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio Season 2, Episode 32 Man, we've been a little uh, amiss of doing an episode a week So we, we want to say welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio For the first time And hopefully not the last time It's your guy uh, Chuck Olson down here in hot Houston. And as usual, I'm right around the corner from big Danny Lakey and Danny, how are you, my friend, man? I'm doing great. Yes. Yes. I'm old and I'm yes. wore out. I hung Christmas lights Mark and I hung a Christmas Albert. tree and I am sore. Oh. <laughs> was, was today, 20, 20 was today, uh, Christmas tree lights day. It was, and it was 20 trips up and down into the attic and then 20 trips up and down the ladder, <laughs> hanging the Christmas lights on the house. My legs are sore, dude. Oh, I'm embarrassed I gotta to tell say you, that. <laughs> I got to tell you that there's it's going up and down the ladder is no joke. You don't realize uh, when you're squeezing your butt cheeks up there, <laughs> hanging lights, because I uh, I work this job where I have to climb up high ladders every once in a while. Uh, you don't realize how much that tires you out, but uh, it really does. It really gives your core a workout, but not your core like stomach. It gives you a whole new core workout so happy holidays to all of you uh thank you for tuning in to old guys rule radio and uh danny um we've got a a really a class act friend of ours joining us this week uh and he's been a friend of ours and a co-worker for ours uh with us for many years at various companies so yeah uh, you want to introduce the man the myth the legend that would be tony belk and uh, yeah, hey. he, he worked with us at uh, at Best Buy many many years ago, hey, whoa, 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 and he's been a golf he buddy too. Us. He worked with us at nowhere at dot com <laughs> blah blah blue blue blue, so we don't get mugged and assassinated by you, the big money. Yes, he's trying to get so, a work yes, there again. Did. I don't care. He worked. Yeah, he worked with us in the big show. I used to call it. There you go. And 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 he's a good, pretty good golfer, man. Tony, how the heck are you, sir? I'm doing good. I don't know if I would go so far as to say a pretty good guy. I'm just your average butthead like everybody else. So. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. And I, I guess I would say the same thing about your golf game. <laughs> I have a good good little little hole here and there, but that's about it. Uh, I guess I would say that about all your ex-girlfriends. Hey, <laughs> hey right, man. Uh, hey, right. I, hey, I just thought I, know, I, I just say thought that about all mine. I don't know about yours. But uh, get, once again, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're going to have a lot of fun today. It's a good show. Um, uh, I, I just had to share this. <laughs> I read something online. Um, one night, a Viking named Rudolph the Red was looking out the window, and he said, it's going to rain. His, his wife asked, how do you know? Uh, because Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. <laughs> all right. So, right. Hey, all right. Hey, I, I wanted to tell you, because we, we, we're, we're in Christmas, right? And we talked about the right. uh, 
the business not to be mentioned. But the other day I got a, a reminder on, on Facebook, and it happens every so often, but you know, you get the reminders that they send out, and this one was a decade old. So it was 10 years ago at uh, uh, Best Buy, and it had a picture of me, and I posted it on Facebook. I was on the front page of Google News. Um, you know how they, they used to have the little three or four boxes and they'd scroll through it and they'd have news and they were talking yeah, about, I think I texted you about yeah. that when I first saw it. I think you did. So that was 10 years ago, but that popped up and I was like, Hey, I remember that. And it was so the funniest part about it was the guy was in our store and he was taking photos for a story he was writing, you know, and, and we knew he was there and. Uh, my boss had me give him all the details, and so I gave him all this and that. And he's like, so do you want to take some pictures? And I'm like, no, these kids do. And I'm pointing him to everybody in the store but me. And, you know, after after about, you know, well, we opened the doors. I mean, he went off to do whatever he was going to do, and we had some doorbuster flat panel 32s up at the front of the store, and the ones we had on the sales floor had run out. And so I grabbed a whole bunch of them, and I'm stocking them back up on the uh, the little – I don't know what the heck display thing we had, but I'm restocking him on the display. I didn't even know he was there. He took a shot, and all of a sudden, I think Tony may have even been the first, but somebody texted me and said, hey, dude, you're on the front page of Google, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so that guy took a picture. I wouldn't even look at it. I was actually working, and I'm like, dude, I told you to go get one of these other kids that are way younger and better looking than me. <laughs> you know why he didn't, don't you? Why? He saw you and was like, look at that photogenic stud. That'll sell my store to anybody who sees it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a face uh, for radio, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, as we move on, and, and we got to get into it, uh, um, there's a lot of sports news going on, and the weird part is, um, the, the, I'm going to turn this right over to Danny and Tony. Um, the weird part is, is that the sports news that we're going over is a lot about COVID. We've been trying to stay away from the COVID stuff, right? But every time you turn around, this team or that team or this player, I mean, I think they suspended the Steelers, uh, Ravens for a week, right? Or, or at least a week, right? Yeah. So um, my joke with that was that the only <laughs> the only only thing that could beat the Steelers was COVID, not a football team. <laughs> well, so far that's been true. So. Uh, but, I, I don't, I uh, mean, COVID, we talked, I think we talked about that long ago, back when we were talking about how it, it could have an impact on both college football and on uh, pro. And and it has, if you look at Clemson's only loss was when their quarterback was out for COVID protocol. But we, we talked about it at the beginning of the season, go ahead and play. Don't worry about if, um, you know, if you're just going to have to deal with it. But we felt like, you know, COVID in a couple of key players could affect a game or a standing. Um, it's, it doesn't look like it's going to keep Clemson out of the playoffs, which is going to keep them where they need to be. Um, but it did affect, obviously, the win-loss. And quite frankly, I mean, I think Notre Dame's a very good good team and probably deserves to be in the top four. But what would have happened if uh, Clemson had their own quarterback and would have put a 30-point whooping on them, you know? People might have a different different uh, view of, of Notre Dame. And like I said, I'm not knocking Notre Dame. It's just as an example. So I I think it's just something that we have to deal with. 
Uh, I don't have a problem with it. I'm excited. The New York Giants won today, makes them five and seven, <laughs> and it gives the dream that somebody in the NFC East will actually win their way to the championship rather than just lose less than everybody else. <laughs> so I was happy to see that win because I did not think that they were going to take out Seattle. I mean, it's not like they beat the Dolphins or you know, (laughs) or the Jets. They didn't go in and beat the 0-10 Jets. They went in and actually beat a pretty good football team. Um, So now, if they win three of their last four games, they could be 8-8. Here's here's a good point to bring Tony in uh, because you're both um, Cowboys fans. So sure, what is is your takeaway, not only from the season – but that that pretty much eliminated, uh, right? You're, so, why don't you guys? So, talk about the Cowboys. Talk about their standings. And do you think? Do you, well, hold on, Danny. Do you think they're going to bring Dak back? Uh, do you think they're going to uh, stick with Dalton? I mean, so okay. Red you mean, set, you mean next next year? Do you do I think they're going to have Dalton? No. I don't think they're going to stick with Dalton next year. Uh, Dak is their quarterback. Now, is Dak going to stay? That's a whole different ball game. Uh, you know, I, I've told – I have long been on the banner. I think Dak is an incredible human being. I think he's an above-average quarterback. He has the ability to be a stellar quarterback. He's not there yet. And at the level that he's playing, he's worth 30 to $32 million a year, and he wants 40 But 40 is what – the two players, the the two guys that got forty, they've both got a league MVP, and one of them has a Super Bowl championship. That's worth forty, which is what I said before the beginning of the year when they were talking about the contracts before COVID even came. If you want to pay Dak thirty two, and then tell him, hey, we're going to sign you to a ten year deal, and the year you so, the year we win a Super Bowl, we're going to pay you forty, and we'll pay you forty right. every year after right. that. Sure, Danny, but he's we, not there, we, man. We've already so, established that. Yeah. You're, you're, you know that. Well, Tony, what do you think about the Cowboys' future? Not just at quarterback, just overall. Well, I mean, their future hinges on their quarterback. I mean, just okay. like any other team, if you don't have one of the premier quarterbacks in the league, you're not going to be in a position to be able to go all the way and win a Super Bowl. That being said, um, I honestly have never really been sold on Dak, um, and, and here's why. I was listening to a radio program up here in the DFW area, and one of the guys was talking about Michael Irvin and his take on why he will always think that Troy Aikman is the greatest quarterback of all time. He said that whenever he would run his route, he would run his route as you know precisely as he could, knowing that as soon as he came out of his break, the ball would be placed so perfectly that the catch was just automatic. There was no adjustments that really needed to be made. If they were, they weren't really big adjustments. And that's why Michael Irvin thought that Aikman will always, or thinks that Aikman will always be the best quarterback ever. Now, fast forward to today's game and Dak Prescott being the Cowboys quarterback, his statistics are great. He has, you know, plenty of passing yards and you know he's thrown plenty of inter- I mean uh, touchdowns he's gotten to where and he's a really nice guy right I mean yeah, he's I mean, a really fantastic good guy. guy yeah but good guy that doesn't get you a Super Bowl now with him That's he's big. got all these statistics but his his passing accuracy isn't anywhere near comparable to what Troy Aikman's was or a lot of the other quarterbacks that are really you know putting up good winning records in the league 
you see if you watch the game and you like kind of track it and I haven't like done it pass for pass, but there have been, I don't know how many times when the ball has been high behind the receiver or way low, or, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that he had receivers that were really good at adjusting to making the catch, his statistics wouldn't be anywhere near what they are. I would, I would even, Tony, I would even add on to that to say that his accuracy is very bad, but then also in the, in the moment, when, when the, when the moment's hot, that's when he starts to starts to really have opportunities. His, he's, his accuracy kind of when he when he has no the ball pressure on him and no pressure during the game, he seems to be able to do just great. Um, and he's had a good receiving core, but I don't think he's first of all the future of the Cowboys. Um, I think he's. I mean, could could he be a solid quarterback somewhere around the league? or even for the Cowboys for about 20 million. Sure. But the Cowboys don't want to play uh 20 million, right? Guys, they want to play Super Bowl. And so that th- this is my next question. So if it's not Dak, um what wh- what's the what's the next step? Well, before before I go there, I do I do want to I was listening to the show and they were kind of having a similar conversation. And one guy was a huge fan of Dak. And he, at the end, he got the last word, which is terrible. He said, he came out and he just said, the only thing he could say about Dak was that Dak's a winner. And I'm going, okay, um, I hate to tell you that, but for wins this season, uh, Old Red's got as many wins this year as as Dak does. And last year we went 8-8. And that's not a winner. Oh, and by the way, in the last two years – only two times have the Cowboys come back when trailing at halftime. Once was Dak. Once was Andy Dalton. Okay? The only comebacks. Dak's only come back when we're losing at halftime. Has only come back once in the last two years. He's yeah. lo- He lost, I think, 12 or yeah. it was uh, 11 yeah. losses and one Give him the lead. 12. Yeah. Give him the lead. He'll win you a game. <laughs> right. So, I, 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 and, and the, the question that, that I brought up at the beginning was, I'm not sure he's the winner. And when he had that that game in uh, against Atlanta, I told you I said that's the kind of game that could could turn things around for him. But then he got hurt, and I and I don't know how that's going to play. But I don't think you're going to give him that kind of money. Now, who is uh, who's the guy? Uh, you got to ask everybody who is worse than Dallas. Uh, I do know that there there's several good quarterbacks in the draft. And my the reason I say that is the people who are worse than Dallas this year. How many of them have a top quarterback that they've drafted in the last couple of years that may not want to get another quarterback. Um, and so I, let's say Philly state, let's say Philly's a half game behind Dallas. They may or may not pick up uh, another quarterback cause they've got wins and they think he's their guy. Um, so Dallas may be able to trade up a few, uh, and get a quality Wentz guy, today. but that's where it is. By man. the way, they, they, they bench Wentz today. Well, then there you are. So, uh, they're going to want a quarterback too, so let's hope they're a half game ahead of Dallas, so they they don't have the pick. But yeah, it's, there, it's whoever's go, left, Tony. and Tony, if Dallas wants to Danny, pick them up, so. uh, uh, Carson Wentz, new uh, future quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh hell no, 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 no! He's the savior of the Cowboys. How about that? That would be the best move Philadelphia could make for their improvement in their record. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, remember. Uh, the the weird thing is, is the Giants started winning. You know who their uh, their offensive coordinator is, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Old Red. 
Right. Well, it was never his fault or it was never his issue when he was here in Dallas. They put up points. They just, yeah. for some reason, couldn't put it away. It's like last year they'd get a big lead, and, you know, if they held on to it, great. If they, if like Danny said, if they were behind, they couldn't come back for some reason. This year, they wait until halfway through the second quarter or even into the third quarter before they turn it on and start doing anything, and that was before he got hurt. Now that he's gotten hurt, they're just stagnant. I mean, what else can you do? And and I wonder uh, how can, much uh, I, can, I well, I wonder how much you can tell uh, your owner you, to stop being the general manager and partner. Also, you can wow. tell Big Jerry Jones uh, to uh, to go ahead and hey, you know what, Jerry, you got about five years left overall, bro. I'm not talking about with the Cowboys. I'm talking about with the planet. <laughs> Walking the planet, yeah. <laughs> right. So how about you take your last five and we, we just go check check on some other stuff. Hey, hey you know, <sighs> it's not time for Jerry to retire as owner, but maybe it's time for him to retire as general manager. <laughs> I think it's, yes, I think it's time for him to retire as human. Nah. <laughs> just go. Just, right. go, just go yeah. take it easy, man. Dude, I, if you see young pictures of him, I don't want to. I'm not gonna live that old. I mean, he was. He looked like Danny and you, you know, and me. Now he looks like, dude, Skeletor. Now he looks like something you hang in front of your fence with eighty billion dollars. Right. Yeah, that. But that has uh, to do with that that stretching your face from plastic surgery. <laughs> I was gonna say, I've got this question. If I know, you know, the Jets aren't going to win enough to put Dallas, you know, behind them or ahead of them in the draft. So, if the Jets were to take a quarterback, who do you think would be left that Dallas could use and and come along very first or maybe second year to take over? There's a couple of good uh, ones that I that are coming out that I there understand. is. I, so, I, I have I'm not I haven't been COVID watching <laughs> enough college football just following it you know what i mean um i've heard there's three quarterbacks that are ready to come out in the draft um that that that's that's just hearsay whether or not that that's the truth um i I will say that uh i'll tell you that they andy dalton's not going to take him anywhere no no so i mean Maybe he's a good guy and father and all those types of things, but he had a he had a good solid decade in Cincinnati. And my mother, rest his soul, if she ever met him, would punch him right in his red face <laughs> <laughs> because he just can't win a playoff game, right, guys? I mean, not to be rude. Um, <laughs> Neither can we. He's home. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but if you think about it, you know. Say the Cowboys do draft a quarterback. Yeah. How how long do you think it's going to take them to get him up and running to take over the the offense? I mean, so if, this if is get, that was another point I was going to ask you, Tony. Is that uh, as someone, so Tony, not no specifics, but uh, we've both been well. All three of us have been football coaches. Uh, two of us have been referees around the you know uh, Parker County and other places, right? So, um, Tony, I have a question for you. Do you think part of what's been wrong this year is the new offensive coordinator, the young guy? And uh, or and if so, um, or has he been a positive influence on the team? 
Are you talking about Winslow? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's only because, one new offensive coordinator. Well, I, I'm just, I'm just wondering why. I mean, I he's new in the fact that he hasn't been, you know, in his position for multiple years. I mean, he's been the first year at the court as a assistant coach anywhere. He came. He. So, do you think he's the reason why the offense was stagnant, or is the offense stagnant because of him, or is it injuries? Injuries. Uh, not sure. I thought their offensive coordinator was Winslow, and he was here last year. Yeah, he was. It's the same guy <laughs> yeah, as last yeah. year. It's a, it's a young guy who uh, he came – oh, I don't know where he came from. He's a Steelers fan. you got to forgive him, Tony. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't think it's him because last year, Kellen Moore. Yeah. He was here last that's year. It. And, that's and that's they, it. Is he and, still the guy? Yeah. Same yeah. guy. He, yeah. Last year, he did fine. I mean, the offense was productive, and, you know, it, there's. I don't think there's anything wrong with him leading the offense. This year, you know, you've got Dak out. There's – Elliott's underperforming. I mean, for some reason, yes, he doesn't yeah. get as many runs as he used to, but mm. even when he does, he's not performing. His backup's doing a heck of a job being a backup. He comes in, and he'll bust one for 20, 30 yards, and – you know, you get all excited, and then, you know, here comes Zeke back in, and you're like, okay, it's like it kind of bogs down. Now, so I don't know if they know that point. Dallas is – I don't know if they know that Dallas's quarterback is an issue, and they just kind of ignore the fact that he's a threat whenever, you know, they're playing defense against the Cowboys, and they key more on Elliott. But, you know, when your quarterback's not performing like you would expect, you know, the Dallas Cowboy quarterback on the to perform – and then they just focus on the running back. I mean, what do you expect to have happen except to get bogged down all the time? So well, as far as the I, question goes, is it the OCs? You know, is he the problem? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a personnel issue and, you know, them stepping up and performing to their abilities like they need to. Can Can I step in a little bit? Just because it, this this gets overlooked. So these are Dallas's scores for the uh, for the, the year. You've got 17 points in a loss, 39 or 40 points in a win, 31 in a loss, 38 in a loss, 37 in a win, and that's the game that Dak got hurt. The next game, they've got a backup. They score 10 and they lose. The next game against Washington, they only score three, but that was with the third-string quarterback. And then the next week against the Eagles, they played with the fourth-string quarterback and got nine. And then last week, they, so, they got nine – or then they, two weeks ago, they got 19. Can anybody you know. can any anybody Google their uh, rushing rushing percentage in the league right now? Because um, um, I, I, my phone uh, is low on juice. Uh, the reason I wanted to interject this, and I want to tell you both, um, and Tony, I, I want to piggyback on what you were saying. I think that there's been um, Zeke Elliott. Um, I just don't think uh, he's as fresh as he used to be. Does that make sense? Right. Well, well you asked so, ask about rushing, and he's not as good as he was. I do agree with that. That, well, that point's dead but, on. Well, but that's what a lot of times who – you both know if there are players who come to the league that aren't built for the beating that you get in the NFL, then you're still a decent player. But he was a game – you both know he was a game changer yeah. his first year too. So, But what happens to a lot of players is they get they get hammered and beat on, 
And then they they're they're still he he's probably got another good seven eight years in the league. But I don't know. I think he's already been relevated from the conversation of best running back in the league, premier back. Uh, right, 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 right. Career exactly. So well, uh, I think that he's still a solid option for you. But I think he's been hammered down too much and just didn't uh, was too overconfident. So well, what do you guys think? Uh, okay. Well, so you you ask about rushing, okay? And um, I'll give you I'll give you all the stats on on what I think is the Cowboys deal. But rushing yards per game is one hundred and eleven point eight, which is seventeenth. They're middle of the road, okay. But you know they've been trailing in most of their games. So when they're trailing, think about this: what do you do? You pass. They're number three in passing with two hundred and ninety yards a game. Now that's that's five hundred yards a game average for the season, and that's after Dak's been out for half the season. They're still averaging five hundred yards running and passing. They've just done more passing. That has to do with part of the head coach. The receptions count is number is second in the league. So then they the here's one that hurts. They're thirteenth in fumbles. Um, and and Zeke has had those, so I don't want to go through all. Well, actually, that's on uh, receiving. They're number three in fumbles on uh, rushing attempts. They have seven, and that's number that's the third worst in the league. Um, so I I, th- I don't think that I don't think Zeke looks as good as he has. I agree, but I don't think any of the problem is with the offense. Here's your problem: uh, points per game, or let's see, defense points allowed. 32.6. That would rank them 32nd in the league, which if you need a refresher, anybody out there, there are 32 teams in the league. <laughs> they give up more points than anyone else in the league. They average giving up 32 points. So think about that. If I told you at the beginning of the season that Dallas is going to score 30 points in every game, what do you think you would rec- say their record was? Right? You think they'd probably, probably have 10 a- and 6. There you go. Uh, 12 and 3. Uh, yeah, exactly. Something right. something like that. But you think they're going to have a massive winning record if we said they were going to score 30 points a game. But with the defense they have, if they're scoring 30 points a game, they could still go 0-16 because they're averaging 32 against. That's their problem. Well, it's the defense, and that's the head coach. And now I think that the head coach is gambling because I think he's feeling the pressure and he's making some crappy calls, like calling a fake punt on your own 20. Yeah, give. Why don't you just give them the ball and let them walk it into the end zone? At least it might take up more clock than a fake punt on the 20. Come on. Right. And then I looked up, Dallas is running the ball 37.6% of the time, which ranks them 27th lowest. So, like you were saying, when they're trailing, they got to pass the ball. If they got a lead, they can run more, and they're not able to do that with the position they put themselves in. Guys, that's that's the story of football. If you've got a good team, then what you do is you – Right, Tony? You you run. You enforce yes. your will. Your offensive line's strong enough that you're going to be able to do it. And you you run when you want to run. Run when you run and want to do what you you know you do what you got to do during a football game. But uh, I I really think that the Cowboys have kind of lost their way. I don't I I don't think that your head coach is the coach that you're looking for. Long-term. I agree. I agree. He, he's not been this year. And, you know, when you talk about running, here's another. Think about 118 yards a game. That puts a mid-pack. But early in the season, they lost their two starting tackles, which is going to impact both your pass and your run. Yeah. Then, And not only that, Frederick <laughs> retired. 
Well, yep. but they so they had a third. They had a guard retire, but they lost their two tackles for the season. Their guard retired. So that's three. That's three. Yep. But then two weeks ago, in the same game, they lost their backup tight tackle on the right side, and then like four plays later, lost their backup tackle on the left side. So the guys that are starting at tackle for you are fifth and sixth string, and were not on the roster when the season began. That's also going to impact. You know, that's not the head coach's fault. That That is going to impact the running game. It's not Zeke's fault. And they're still 118 yeah. yards a game. So, I'm, I'm not well, going to – Zeke, I don't think, is elite, segue but I'm not going to rag him. A little segue from your Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> overall, NFL. Um, I, it's an interesting year in the NFL. I think there are several teams that are better than I thought they'd be and several teams that are worse than they thought they'd be. Um, speaking of better that they thought they'd be, unfortunately, um, the Steelers lost their uh, second leading linebacker. Uh, they lost Bush for the season, and they lost another one uh, yesterday. So, oh no! Uh, unfortunately, uh, I think I think the Steelers will make it, go deep in the playoffs, um, but uh, uh, unfortunately, they're, they're, that's what stops those type of runs um, when you got a great team and you're undefeated and this and that uh, Bud Dupree and uh, Bush Bud Dupree was lost yesterday for the year with an MCL ACL and Bush was already out with the same um, the edge rushers making the big defense big defensive change um, today uh, I would say it, it'd probably be a toss-up if I was going to say who'd be who could win I, I'd have to say you know, it'd be just someone from the AFC probably win it because my favorites from the NFC, um, they got beat today too. <laughs> Tony, you think the Packers can run the gambit? No, not even close. All right. So I think, Chiefs? I think Steelers? For, well, I think it's going to come down to whoever wins between the Chiefs and the Steelers and, and the division or in the conference championship. But for the. NFC. Yeah. I mean, who really stands out? The Saints. If yeah. Drew Brees isn't healthy, I mean, can you really be comfortable picking them to? You know, but they to keep go? winning. Yeah, they keep I mean, winning. Good lord. Yeah, yeah they right. keep winning. And, so, but, and that's the Steelers. I'm sorry to cut you off, but but the Steelers got to be honest with you. They're they're the, they're the least respected undefeated team in the history of the NFL. Oh, think, they just beat this guy. They beat them. I think it's more of a quiet kind of dominance they're doing. They're doing it quietly. They can quietly dominate. I would probably never have to watch football again if they did the perfect season, guys. I would just (laughs) go lay on my couch. I'd take my PTO for like a week with ice cream and happiness and just just leave the world alone. If they could do it, I don't. I would rather them lose the next four games, get healthy, and win the Super Bowl. And then I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I, Saints. Saints. If he comes back, but uh, what, what, what would would you throw Brady and the Bucks in there, guys? Anytime you get if Brady on the field, you got a shot. Card, yeah. If they make it in as a wild card, I mean, it, it's a toss up. I mean, you can't bet against Brady most of the time. Right. And at the end of the season, if they get into the playoffs. You know, all they need is is a ticket to the dance, and you never know what will happen. That's it. So, Daniel, are we about to our favorite part of the show yet? We are. We are there. 
Tony, first of all, thank you everybody for tuning in to Old Guys Rule Radio. It's your guy Chuck, and of course, right around the corner for Big Danny, and our and our honored guest, Mr. Tony. So, this is our favorite part of the show. Uh, it's called Beer Thirty. Hey, 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 Beer Thirty. My little, my so, little uh, beer thirty beer fridge, loaded with beer <laughs> for beer thirty. Uh, so Danny, go ahead, fire us off, man. All what right. do you got in there? Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes you buy a beer just because it sounds good, or you know, I, I bought into the gimmick here. It's called a, a Kingsville Canadian beer. Um, this one is a light a eh, lager. Eh. Right? Canadian? Like, mm. eh? So anyway, <laughs> all right, what the heck? If they're going to put eh in the name of their beer, I'm going to go ahead and try it. Um, but it is a Canadian beer. It's a product of Canada. So, uh, you know, we got Molson Golden. We kind of like their stuff. So let's try it. Eh. It's just eh. Eh, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'll drink another one because they're really cold in my old guy's real radio uh, mini fridge. But no. So what do you what do you what do you rate it? Uh, uh, three, about, two, uh, 2.8, 2.5, uh, 2.8 yeah. for the Kingsville Canadian beer. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna roll out a. Uh, it's Ziggenbach Amber. Ziggenbach. Uh, yeah. Uh, solid beer. Most of the uh, Amber beers, 5% alcohol, black can, Texas logo. Um, you know, uh, from from first thoughts, you know, not much of a beer, but we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, and not, all right. I, I, for some reason, amber beers are losing their zest with me. Okay. Unless they've got a good flavor. Right. That had, that had an, an aftertaste uh, that was kind of rank. Um, but it's a Zegan. You know, they, they make good beer. I'll give it a 3.2 for uh, uh, Ziegenbach Texas Amber. Um, not bad. Not bad. I, if it was a little colder, honestly, maybe a three point five. Yeah, and I think you're right. It, it, I like it. I like it in draft. That's, it's a decent draft. That's got to be really cold, and uh, didn't get it cold. Oh, it's, I'll give it a change. It change. Sorry. Yeah. Three point four. Three point four. Cold. I'd probably rate higher. You need an old guy's rural Tone. radio mini fridge. That's what you uh, need. I do. I've got one, but mine died. Yeah. Tony, right. do you have a beer to rate for us? Well, I've got my. It's become one of my favorites here lately. It's called Nido Bandito. It's a Mexican style lager that is brewed in Dallas at the Deep Ellum Brewing Company. Um, it's kind of light. Um, it's a Mexican style lager, 
it's not real dark um, because What's it's a lot Show us a picture. Show us the can. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't say show us your can. <laughs> Keep your shirt on, sir. There, hey, there you go. Good Lord. Hold on. I'll give it. Uh, I'll show it to you here. It's like blue and uh, like orange, right? Yeah. yeah. Yellow with orange yeah, on yellow it. Yellow and orange, kind of a weird <laughs> yellow and orange. All right. But it's it's a really good beer. I, I was at a restaurant in Abilene at the time, and I was looking for something a little more heavy, a little more alcohol content, asked if they had any IPAs, and the waiter told me no and suggested I try this, and it turned out to be a really surprisingly good beer. Um, it's six percent alcohol by volume, so it does have a little bit of uh, more kick to it than what you would normally get. Um, but it is a really good beer. A um, little bit fuller flavored than just like a normal, you know, standard Coors or anything like that. But so, are you going to chug a little and give us your guest rating, or you just want to give it your guest rating? I would give it probably a good four point out of five. Okay. When you talk about a yeah. Mexican beer, is that a uh, does that one have a, like some of the Mexican beers have like a little spicy like chili powder kind of thing in there? Does this have that, or is it just? Uh, no, it's it's actually kind of like a very slight kind of root so, type sweet. I mean, it's not okay. spicy like you would expect. Um, <laughs> Danny, it's Danny, different. Most of no, 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 they don't. <laughs> That's called a mikel. What do you call it, mikelanka? Or, oh, you know, you put the extra tomatoes and. Oh, the, I, no, I understand the, the, that, the, the but, but a lot of the, the Mexican yeah, beers that I've no, had have all had something by the spicy way, in them, and I haven't liked them. But I haven't tried the new. And, and by the way, can I tell him, Tony, that he wouldn't What's know that? that you're a Mexican, right? <laughs> Half. Well, all right, so. Before he becomes more insulted to your heritage and tells a few Mexican jokes, which I'll tell him, and, I, and Tony knows, I'll tell him your face. I'll tell white guy jokes. How do you get a one-armed white guy out of a tree? Wave at him. He just waves. Right. Hey, what are you going to do? So, hey, th thank you. Listen for Beer 30, uh, my non-offensive jokes. <laughs> they might not be, not well, whatever, non-offensive or either yes yeah, or no, but yeah, they're for, definitely... For what I've experienced with you is that whatever kind of joke it is, is definitely going to be a groaner. Uh. <laughs> it's, uh, it is. They eat too many bowls of chili and it's going to be a groaner. So <laughs> thank you all for tuning in and listening. In. So I want to go back in. I want to circle back around to away from uh, our favorite. We're a football based show. We love football. Um, but there, there's just been some stuff going on, and I want to. I'm going to do it, Danny. I, I usually keep it sports. We've been really, really good with keeping it sports, right? Um, so uh, I, I just want to ask you guys your opinions, not mine, your opinions uh, about the about the the election. We haven't touched on this yet, Danny. You know we haven't. No, we haven't. Uh, but We've I, avoided I gotta, it. I got to put it out there. Uh, I, I'll send it over to you, Danny. Uh, I, we know they cheated. I mean, everybody knows they cheated, right? So um, anyway, <laughs> according to the media, any any sign of cheating is baseless, completely and totally baseless. 
Um, Mm -hmm. And the fact that anybody questions it, if you question that the the integrity of the election, then you're hurting our democracy. Um, And if you say that Joe Biden is not the elected president, then you are hurting democracy because not declaring a president who gets the most votes elect well, or you know, who gets the electoral college. Uh, if you don't claim him as president, you, then uh, you're you're just ruining well, democracy. He is not the president elect yet. He probably will be. Um and Tony <laughs> do you want to chime in on this? Or should we go back to sports because I don't want you to have a, a coronary coronary infusion. Now <laughs> it just the thing that gets me about it is you know, when Trump was elected, they said that he wasn't the president and they there wanted to fight the fact that he was elected right. because he right. lost the popular vote. Right. But according to our Constitution and how it's been for, you know, however long it's been, the popular vote doesn't decide. It's the electoral vote. Right. And he won the electoral votes. Now, this time around, they're saying that he definitely won the popular electoral vote. College. But the electoral college is still kind of up in the air now whether or not i mean it there obviously is something that needs to be figured out whether or not there was actual you know cheating or whatever you want to call it going on whether there was or there wasn't there's enough of a a question mark there that it needs to be figured out because that's that's what i was going to say yep. about it we're, we're, we're the american people on this show right and there are enough of us that really need generally an answer. Is that fair? Sure. Absolutely. About there's something that was wrong. Um, there, there, there's 25 hypotheses that have been said about the server over in Germany or the counts here, the counts there, blah, blah. But the one or two things that I've been told and I've seen guys that I saw the video of the the boxes of ballots being stuffed into the Atlanta, uh, right? Right. So I saw that, Tony. That's a video I saw. So that may that's not words or opinions or testimony, right? I saw people after the hour of the vote was supposed to be done sticking these boxes of ballots and votes into that center and so ultimately just a real quick thing in my opinion before we go back to sports was that uh i really do think that this this was a rigged up thing and i really do think that there's nothing to be done about it and we're going to we're so, going to be under Kamala Harris in about <laughs> six months. So, so did you did go? Well, I, I, there there were a couple of things. I was being a little tongue in cheek when I said, you know, you can't say you're ruining democracy if you say he was illegitimate because they did it to Trump for four years. Biden said it. Those words came out of his mouth. They came out of Hillary's mouth. They came out of uh, both Pelosi and Schumer, who are the head of the House and the Senate. The Democrats used to say that Trump was not duly elected and that it was illegitimate. And they did it for four years. And now, if you question this election, you're un-American. Now, there's a couple things. I'm a stat guy. And I do believe that when you look at numbers, if the numbers are off, 
that doesn't mean that anything foul happened, but it does mean that there's an indicator and it needs to be investigated. Does that make sense? So no matter what you're doing in any kind of number, any kind of business, when the numbers all of a sudden spike and get out, sometimes there's a reason. Um, I, I was doing some I was doing some for work, and we had one patient whose med costs were like 10 times anybody else. But the reason was is he came on services at the end of the month, and we had to buy a month's supply of medications. And so his five days made it look way out of whack. So nothing was wrong, but it needs to be looked at. So when Biden underperformed Hillary's numbers, right? So if you compare how what Biden was tracking versus what Hillary was tracking, he underperformed Hillary in the entire country. In every major city in the country, he underperformed Hillary, except Atlanta, which swayed Georgia, Philadelphia, which changed Pennsylvania, um, there, uh, the Nevada, Dominion system, uh, or, uh, the uh, Dominion Vegas, system. Well, yeah, but Las Vegas, which which changed uh, that, and then uh, Phoenix, and I, oh, also um, uh, it was in Detroit. It wasn't in Phoenix. It was it was Detroit, and it was. Uh, uh, one of the Wisconsin cities, Milwaukee. But so the only five cities that he outperformed Clinton were the five cities in the five states that he flipped. Now, that doesn't mean that there was outright cheating, and it doesn't mean that, that it was wrong, but it does mean we need to investigate and look into it and figure out why. And then you go in and see that, okay, Atlanta was one of them, and they had that weird people uh, counting votes after hours. Now, Again, maybe they were just really doing legitimate votes. Maybe that's what they were doing. But why did they kick everybody out it and then get to do it? Because it you need matter. to investigate right. that. And that's that's the there's whole thing. Too many, so there's this long list of things. Yeah. And before I, before we go on too much further, um, uh, I'm just afraid uh, of one thing I heard yeah, two days ago. Biden was in an interview with Kamala Harris. Yes. And uh, he jokingly said, oh, well, I'll just get a virus and take my, and then I'm sick if we have a problem, and then she can take over. Well, Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, yeah, no, no. He, I don't think anybody believes he's going to be in office for four years. Right, I really don't. And so then we get this, this mess of a prostitute, which I have nothing wrong with prostitutes. I've I've known plenty of them, <laughs> <laughs> but wow. I don't want one of them. All right. In the presidency (laughs) of running our God bless beautiful country. So, uh, I mean, if I had to choose between Kamala Harris and Hillary Clinton, I if that that was the vote, I'd probably have to go Clinton. Clinton, right? Hillary probably at least knows how to hide the fact that she's a crazy. B word. (laughs) Kamala just is a crazy B word. So. Um, oh, she's she's way right, out, she's so. way out there politically. I mean, I don't think she'd be good for the country. Oh I, I don't think anybody. Oh, I mean, I, the the you know. she won no votes. By the way, and yeah. and all of everything she did, she won no votes. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there because they <laughs> announced it real simply that the the reason what what, what won the votes was Trump uh, and Trump against Trump, but it had nothing to do with no, Harris. No, um, it did not. So. Look at the status of California. Look at the status of the areas that she's governed. It's terrible. It's hideous. And how about those Lakers? All right. <laughs> we go back to sports. So, um, 
Well, hey, you want to go back to sports? We'll have a good one. So uh, San Francisco was playing in a neutral territory. They had to go play in Arizona because you cannot play outdoor sports in the state of California. Well, actually, at least in, in San Francisco, you can't do it. So right, in certain well, counties. Yeah, so so I, I don't know if you want to if you want to stay off of sports because I do think it's funny. I do like talking about the hypocrisy. I, I don't know if you know this or not, and our friends in France need to hear this. All right, so if you obviously we're from Texas, and being in Texas, we tend to be conservative and we bleed red, but we do have this little place town called Austin, and it's pretty pretty <laughs> blue. And it resembles California, and that's because all the tech companies that don't want to pay taxes in California moved to Texas. They moved to the Austin yep. area, and now they vote the same in Austin because is where they left, thinking it's going to be better. But the did you hear that the mayor of Austin put out a thing that told people that they're not supposed to go on vacation, they're not supposed to take any time off, they're not supposed to travel, they're not supposed to see their family, they're not supposed to go anywhere, that they need to hunker down and stay at home to protect everyone from COVID. Did you hear this? He did it as a video. It was a video announcement. So he did a, a video to share with everybody. Tony, have you heard this? Well, I, I think we lost California. Tony. Well, did you hear it? No, I mean, he, have you heard that he did that there. video? Well, his, his face is there. Okay. Well, well he's not I, I will tell you that, uh, that California's on a new lockdown. Yeah. Well, I understand yeah. that. But did you hear about this and, guy from, from Austin? Because I want to make a great point yes. on this. This is what's funny. Yes. So the guy from Austin, he did the video from Didn't his time No, no. From his timeshare oh. condo in Cabo San Lucas. So please, <laughs> whatever you do, do as I say, but don't do as I do. Do not right, go to Cabo. Right. Don't come down here That's and give definitely. me don't come down here and give me the corona because I left Austin. I'm out having a vacation, but you guys stay put and don't go anywhere. Love that guy. Well that uh, that you do as I say, not as I do kind of deal is uh, something that I was going to talk about before Chuck decided he was going to go back to sports. But there was a uh, – I don't remember who it was, but one of the Democratic, I guess, senators or maybe one of the House or Senate, you know, House members was talking about how um, supposedly Mitch McConnell is going to do everything he can to prevent Biden from getting anything accomplished in the term that he's president. And okay. he was saying, you know, it wouldn't be right for him to do that. And um, as soon as I read that, I was like, how is that not exactly what the Democrats did to Trump the entire time that he was in office? It's the same. Well, I mean, and that's part of what's really, wrong with our government. I, I, I want you both to really and I want everybody listening to really uh, put some brain on to the fact that um, what is happening is Obama's uh, policies and presidency is being uh, re reapplied? Is that a nice way to put it? Because yeah, they're reinstating his Obama, policies. Obama, right, right. It's it has nothing to do with Biden. It has to do with Obama, and what they've done is they've used all of everything, and here comes Obama two point yeah. five. And, uh, and and then we don't even have to worry about Harris, because you remember Obama was already on the on the direction of making America terrible and apologizing to all the countries that we offended by destroying them during wars, and all of that all that was all real. And we're like, what the bleep? You know, you don't go over to somewhere and go, 
I'm sorry we destroyed you when we went to war with you. We love you. Here's some money. <laughs> yeah. No. And so I think that's what's what on the on the backside of this, it's Obama three point five or whatever numbers you want to put out there. Um it's not has nothing to do about Biden. Um everybody who voted, it was probably about an eighty to twenty win for Trump, but they systematically used the ballots and the systems that were used in Venezuela called Dominion. And this is all true, Tony, uh, to uh, change this thing. So what? here's my question to you two. Here's my question to everybody. And I I, I didn't get on to uh, Ross Perot's show. I tried calling in for about two hours the other day. Or um, Glenn Beck's show. I like them both a lot, right? But so... We all know it's wrong, right? Yeah. Guys, Tony, you know they cheated the election, right? That's the understanding. Like I said, it, right. it there needs to be answered. What do we go? No, question answered. So what the F do we do about it? We're well, sitting here with nine days before they actually stick that old shit bird in the office. And then they, then they throw this crazy half Arab broad who's given more knob jobs than a, than a guy who builds furniture. So now what do we do? I mean, what, what, what's left? How do we, how do we call your center? Hey, Tony, call your center. Well, the hey, problem is hey, it's unprecedented. I mean, even if they find something was wrong with what was, what happened, what do you say? Oh, you cheated. You're disqualified. You give all the electoral votes to Trump. I, mean, I guess if, that's, if, uh, there, if there I is, guess. you know, fraudulent stuff that happened, you know, is there anything in the Constitution that says how you go about rectifying it? Well, yeah, I don't not, think so. Once he's in office, well, there's now. a lot of stuff in local vote laws, like state state local laws that 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 are being defined as bad. But for me. It seems like this is just for me. If they had these smoking guns, right? You know, Trumpy, he'd already been breaking it all out down. It'd have been over, right? So I, I think that unfortunately, speaking of over, it's over. Um, and a good friend of the show, John, uh, John Owen Dallas, is like, arm yourself. You better be ready, because these chumps. Are going to do it all. They're going to do. They're going to try to defund police. They're going to open the borders. Everything. Everything that Trump was for. They're against. Of course, do you agree, guys? No, they are, and and you're 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 absolutely right on that that part. That, that's why we need to keep the Senate. If we keep the Senate, then the crazy, really crazy crap isn't going to happen. Uh, but that's that's the only defense because it can't get to the president's desk if it doesn't get through if, the Senate and it's not going to get through. If the we Senate, don't keep the if we don't keep the Senate, then we're screwed. Uh, then then well, if no, we don't keep the I'm Senate, then, to Vancouver. Well, if we don't keep, I'm the moving Senate, to Vancouver, yeah, dude. But we'll hey, have, take off, eh? Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Ozer? Hey, I, hey, did you see the game the other day? Ice is great, man. Want to go skating? Oh, but if we if we lose practice. if we lose the Senate, then Puerto Rico will be a state. Washington D.C. will be a state. They will do that not because it's the right thing to do, but because that they they know that it's going to add 
four uh, Democratic Senate seats that will never be that the Republicans probably won't overcome. Um, they also will uh, turn around and do all these crazy things. I mean, it's just it, they'll they'll put. You know, they'll add six seats to the Supreme Court so that they can get a liberal majority. I mean, it will be an ugly thing if they have all three houses. I don't really ever want any party to have all three houses. I don't ask, think that that's good so, for our government. Hey, Tony, I think the you, divided government Tony, is have better. have you got your Google going? <clears throat> yeah, you were talking about right. the guy that's saying that everybody needed to arm themselves, and I remembered that I had just read a story about Smith & Wesson's stock soaring. Oh, heck It said yeah. that. And this is literally, I just read this a couple of days ago. I just pulled it up again. It says that the firearm demand was 57.5% above the same levels they had last year. Yes. The same period last so, year. Danny, Ammo could, is going through the roof. Is your, if your Google's working. I mean, my point is, is that I don't, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I'm, I'm not quite old yet. I'm not quite young yet. You know, we're old guys are already yeah. But uh, and thank you for tuning old guys for radio. It's your guy Chuck, and right there's Big Danny, Tony. We appreciate you being on. But I don't, I don't ever remember a time in our country where I really think there's something going to happen bad or good. Um, I, 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 Jimmy Carter was shit. Um, <laughs> uh, Bill Clinton was bad, terrible. Obama, but I, I, I think if this, if things don't get turned around, we're really in for something, yeah. you know. Um, and I, I hate, I want to go back to sports, but good, <laughs> good lord, if there's, if there's no country, if there's nothing, um, and my buddy goes, well, blah, 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 blah. I said, well, he already sold out to China. Do you know Mandarin? <laughs> I know, I know Mandarin. I, he goes, you do? I go, yeah, 40 caliber, 45 caliber. <laughs> I got 38. I got, I got enough caliber to keep off the Mandarin. Uh, you know, and it's, it, you hate to talk about things like that. But God bless the USA because how much longer can we survive another round of Obama? Yeah. Well, regardless of who's in office, whether it be Republican, Democrat, Independent, uh, you know, whatever party it's going to be, the first thing that needs to be done, I mean, objective repeal. number one, it, no, objective number one's got to be cure this uh, this coronavirus deal. Until that's over and done with, we're going to be stuck, and you know, there's not going to be a whole lot that can be. It's done. already yes. That's, so that's that's fair. Now that, once that, that, that's taken care of. Uh, then, you know, things can get more normal. I mean, I remember whenever the Corona deal first sweeping, came out. Sweeping election reform. Sweeping election reform. There's no way. This, this happened, Tony. Think about, remember when Bush became president? Junior? What they about said, they, well, they announced Gore as the winner. Remember? And then went something and something and something, right? And then Bush's. So, yes, the the first of all, the falsification and the control of the American people over mask wearing and the coronavirus has to be stopped because it is all a falsehood and it is all bullshit. 
and what they've done and what they're going to continue to do with it. If Biden's in president, if and when another 100 days of mask wearing, masks don't stop the coronavirus or the flu. This is the time of the year that people get sick. And and if you line up the numbers, and this is all the truth, this isn't conjecture, we're right online with how many people have been lost for the cold and flu, unfortunately, lost for the cold and flu and H1N1 and corona over the last five years. We're actually a couple hundred, I checked this morning, we're a couple hundred less deaths by cold and flu right at this point. So, yes, you're, what, what needs to happen is that this administration needs to stop shutting down our country and they need to stop trying to do lockdowns and that's what needs to happen sirs god bless us if they if they lock down put us on lockdown again there'll be no restaurants there'll be no danny there won't be any businesses like tony danny had a successful business for years and then lockdown right Mm -hmm. Uh, and who got the funding who got the funding (laughs) All those jerk offs. Again, here I go. All the guys, all the other right up, you know, Chick fil A got those. You know, a lot of the chains got those. So keep looking at the numbers. But what the numbers don't show is that it's closing down the real, the real businesses. I want to go spray a business that's been in business for 40 years. And I go over there and, and they're, and they're emptying out their desks and, and and they're crying as they're and, uh, hey, you don't need pest control anymore. I said no, no, we have to shut down. We can't, we can't afford to be in business anymore. No, uh, that that part's real, and that's the part that, uh, especially the media underplays it, um, and not enough people look at it. I know that uh, Trump and the Trump administration, because I've seen people talk about it, really looked at it. When you have these shutdowns and we separate everybody out, there's a real mental health issue uh, that hurts people. Uh, people are we're not meant to be apart like this, and it has increased depression. <clears throat> if you're looking at kids, kids, teenagers, or kids under 18, uh, 20, 25%, one in four, have contemplated suicide over the coronavirus because they're not getting to see their friends. I mean, that's, that's a real statistic, and that's horrible, and, and that's something that we need to look at. Um, we, we need to mitigate the losses from the coronavirus and we need to protect ourselves and those things we can do. Uh, but shutting it down is not, not the way it is. Now, when you're talking about adults from the age of 30 to 50, the number one reason for, for depression and suicide is loss of job and lack of income. Well, that's what's happening when you're shutting down businesses It's loss of job and lack of income. And that's causing depression and suicide in people 30 to 50. So there are other areas that get affected, and there's some long-term areas. And we need to look at the whole of society. I, I don't want to see anybody die from coronavirus. But at the same time, um, you know, we don't want to shut down, you know, right? I, I, a third of the country, they say, was impacted by the shutdowns of corona. One-third. Um, one third of the country has not been impacted by the by the virus itself. About ten people, ten percent. So we have impacted more people financially through the shutdowns than have been in, affected by the by the virus itself. So I mean, they're both important. Hey, and you Danny, look at both. I, I thought you had a, a top ten list 
for us. <laughs> well, you know, we're all guys. We're ready, and we like to talk beer. So, I actually, I got a top twenty-five or twenty, yeah, top twenty-five. So, I'm not doing the whole twenty-five, uh, but it's right. the top twenty-five, maybe twenty-six, top twenty-six most sold beers in the United States by by volume. Oh. Okay, so what what what's number one? Because I think everybody knows what number one is, right? Budweiser. Uh, which one? Budweiser or Bud Light? Bud Light. Bud Light. 33 million barrels of Bud Light are sold per year. Uh, number three happens to be Budweiser, and there's an additional 13 million. So 40, 46 million barrels of Budweiser or Bud Light are produced and drank Man. by Americans. I did realize that, million. Yeah. I did realize that many of you <laughs> drink really bad beer, and our goal here at Old Guys Radio, Rural Radio is to teach you what good beer is. <laughs> so... Um, th- well, Budweiser is the best beer if you want to hang over the next day. Well, there you are. So <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Now, so I was looking at the list. Um, you know, so you know Budweiser is going to be up there. Uh, Coors Light, Miller Light. Those are those are your top four. They've been that way forever, right? Uh, number five, and hey, for 2020, it's the right beer, Corona. <laughs> 8.7 <laughs> million barrels of Corona have been sold in the United States. That's sold interesting consumed. because I thought with the pandemic, it would impact our sales negatively. I think it impacted it positively. You I know? thought that didn't they, uh, didn't they close down the damn brewery for a while? I, you know, there's rumors and stuff and maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I never knew for sure. What I do know is, you know, if you're going to sterilize the outside, you might as well get some Corona and sterilize the inside too. So anyway, um, then they got. Uh, That's what I was saying when it first <laughs> coronavirus first hit. I told him, I said, coronavirus has been around for a long time. It's what you have, what you catch after drinking it all night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, um, I put fifty away one night. And if you think I'm lying, ask my brother. And actually, it was uh, we were down in um, oh, uh, Maz- or not Mazatlan. We were on the other coast. Uh, outside of uh, Cancun on the island of Cozumel. We were at Carlos and Charlie's, and my brother likes to count. He's a, he's a, he is a math minor and a physics major, so he counts everything. And um, we were at a bar, and he, he counted that I drank 50 7-ounce Coronas in one evening. So, <laughs> And most I didn't have to pay for. That was the best part. Um, so also on the list, and this is why I say some of y'all drink really bad beer. Um, number seven was a Modelo Especial, but number eight, number eight, Natural Light. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Chuck's face. Natural Light is number eight. You people are sick. Let us teach you how to I, teach you good beer. Uh, Bush is ten. Bush Light is nine, which is crazy. Uh, I was impressed. Heineken, uh, Heineken came in at eleven. Then Keystone Light was on there. Miller High Life is up there. Stella Atois, Bud Ice. Um, what's uh, what's y'all's uh, when you were young? What what's y'all's worst beer you used to drink when you were young? Schaefer. I remember several beers that there was one or two on that list, but I remember several beers when I was young. What did you say, Danny? Oh, man, man. Uh, uh, is it Milwaukee's Schaefer. best? Oh, Milwaukee's best. You guys remember now, that one? Milwaukee's best ice is 25. 
Schaefer. We called it Milwaukee. Schlitz. Schaefer. Schaefer. Schlitz is no longer on there. Yeah. Have you ever had Schaefer beer? Yeah. That's uh, why I was kind of surprised you said it. Oh, that was nasty. Uh, that was that was just that was that was that was horrible. That was some, you know. Now sometimes hell, it could have been an IPA for all I know. Back then, it was just either good beer or bad beer. I didn't know that there were different types. You know, I mean, you got you got Budweiser and Bud Light. There's a regular beer and a, a light beer. Coors Coors Light, Miller Miller Light. I mean, there I didn't, I didn't realize that there were different kinds. Um, I will tell you this, Chuck. Number eighteen on the list was Yingling. And and that's pretty good because they're a regional brewery. You know, they're not all over the country. And to go along with that, I was really happy to see that also Blue Moon was 19. So those were probably the two best regional. And I've, we, we rated the Yingling. We both like it. I like the Blue Moon. So that was pretty good. Um, but the fact that Natural Ice is number 17. So people are drinking Natural Light and Natural Ice like it's going out of style. And you people are sick. So, um, hey, uh, yeah. interesting fact about Blue Moon. I don't know if you know this or not, but I found out whenever we went on a ski trip a few years back and we caught a, uh, a, uh, Colorado Rockies game. We might not have gone skiing. We might have just been up one time, but we we're at a Colorado Rockies game and they actually have a Blue Moon brewery in the stadium. Oh, how fun. Did you try it? It was, it was pretty, yeah. Was the I mean, beer I've good had there? It before, but I was surprised that, to learn that it was pretty wild i didn't look who distributed it it's it's probably if it's out of colorado it's probably coors that distributes distributes the beer but i i like the blue moon um so that w- that was kind of it i thought it was fun that just looking at some of I'll the tell you one. keystone light is number cheap, 12 cheap baseball cheap baseball game yeah and they're like oh the only beer we sell is blue moon so i get one they put the orange in there we get over sit in our seat good seats cheap baseball game Flies, uh, butterflies are already on the fruit. It's Miller Coors. (laughs) My buddy freaked out, and he's like, ah, I flipped the orange off there and go, no, I don't waste beer. (laughs) And and number 26 happened to be Guinness. Miller Coors. Yeah. Yeah, so well, no, number twenty six was Guinness. So there's there there's a European bill, and Stella Trois was on there too. So I mean, they they had some good beers, but man, the fact that that some of those are up there, it's like I. Well, have y'all ever drank Lone Star? That was uh, a, that was a pretty bad beer. I, I so. haven't had to. I would or Pearl. I've heard of Pearl beer. Pearl so, is mean, on. Oh no, Pabst Blue to. Ribbon is on there. PBR you, was on. Do this. you remember Milwaukee's best? Yeah. Or how yeah. about uh, yes? Or how, <laughs> Milwaukee's or how beast. about a beast? That's the beast, right? Yeah. But there, there's lots of beer. Falstaff. Oh man, no, that's Falstaff. A... Now I, the, uh, the, I, I will tell you uh, in I'll my younger you Pat's day. Blue ribbon. Pat, PBR's Pat's on blue here. Ribbon original. Yeah, PBR's on the list. PBR well, is right, yeah. So. PBR is still the number fifteenth most sold beer in America. PBR and it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's, inexpensive, isn't it? Yes, isn't it that is. Why? Yes, well, it made sure. a comeback, bro. It made a comeback, and you know, back in the day, it was my grandmother, grandfather's beer, and I'd get a couple sips of it, and I was like, yeah, and they're like, that's because that's how beer tastes. No, 
That's not how beer tastes. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's called yuck. So I have I have determined from Old Guys Rural Radio and beers that I don't like, my favorite beer is the uh, Revolver Blood and Honey. We've talked about that many a time. Yeah. That will all, I, I've got some here. I almost always have some in my refrigerator. So I have determined that if you don't like the beer, everything on a 50-50 split with a Blood and Honey is drinkable. <laughs> so pour it 50-50 <laughs> and you can have a drinkable beer. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, everybody, we didn't. Thank you for doing old guys' real radio. We didn't get to a lot, uh, uh, a lot of sports, football, and beer is good. And we thank you for tuning in. As we start to uh, wind down the show, I'm gonna ask both big, both my big buddies here to uh, would you do me a favor and uh, Danny, tell me about something you got going on that uh, everybody would like to hear about please well saturday we've got um you know saturday we have the uh uh bikes for mission bikes. arlington drive and so if you want to meet up at sal joe's we're going to get there at nine o'clock bring a bicycle uh travel with us over last year we had almost i think it was like 75 cars uh went over to mission arlington and dropped it off but you can go over and we'll contactlessly remove the bike from your vehicle so you don't ever have to cut touch they anybody need, um but we really need some need, help this they year. need addresses and uh, information, more uh, of the addresses, not the story, please. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's across, It's uh, 2224 West Park Row. If you look up that address and take 2224 West Park Row in Pantigo, that'll get you there. Uh, yeah, so that's there you right. Go. It's, it comes up Arlington sometimes. Sometimes it does. Um, but Yes, but uh, uh, please go by. Um, I've seen what happens. So... It's a bike drive, folks. It's, it's when you say it's a bike drive, they're gathering up hundreds of bikes for children, who won't get anything, and will not get a present, and so then their parents can drive by, and just put their initials down, and get a bike for their kids. It's a little more. I remember it's I got a little one more than bike that. in my entire Christmas, my life. It's a, it's a little more than just putting your initials down. You actually go down to uh, Mission Arlington. And the only reason I want to tell you that is because I want people to understand what Mission Arlington does. No one gets a bike unless – no parent can get a bike unless they can hear the Word of God. And and I'm sorry, that's just how Mission – they are Mission Arlington. They are a Christian organization. The bike is free. There are no catches. You get it. You come to the – to the Christmas store and you can get, and you can pick out a bike and the bike will be brought to you. It's that simple, but everybody who comes in, in the mission, everybody who gets into the store gets to hear the story of the word of God. And that, that's just how it is. It's a religious organization. So if you believe in God and you believe in doing something for your fellow man, this is a fantastic organization. The guys that I, Uh, that I work with for bikes for mission Arlington, not one of us are paid. We don't have a single advertising dollar. Uh, everything that we do, we fund out of our pockets, which is not tons. I mean, it's not like this is not costing us a lot of money. It costs us a lot of time. We collect a lot of money, and in turn, every single dollar, every single penny that we make buys a bicycle. So if you donate money to us, it goes directly to a bike. It does not ever land in anybody's pocket. Bikes for Mission Arlington is pure 100% straight to the charity. You give us 50 bucks, we'll buy a bike with it, and you know a kid got a bike. So that's, I mean, it's a Christian-based and you give them five thousand bucks, and they'll, we they'll will use buy it. Bikes and, and we, we we had we had one benefactor last year who donated ten thousand dollars. He went to one of our events that we're not able to do this year, which is what hurt. And he was so moved, he wrote us a check for ten thousand dollars. 
that dude bought wow. 20 or uh, that guy bought, I'm trying to think, 200 bikes, 2,000. We bought over 3,000 bikes last year with about $100,000 is really what it what it amounts to. Probably so, going to be less anyway. this year because of the COVID and all that stuff. It is. Our, our, uh, our funds right now are about a third down. We're about 33% behind where we were last year. And the worst part is, is they've got more requests for bikes this year. And last year, uh, 3,000 kids got bikes. 2,000 kids did. Hey, Danny. Yeah. Do you, do you still have the information about the guy? Uh, Down there in Houston? From Houston? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Start digging. I'll make some okay. phone calls. All right. Um, as we turn this thing around, Tony, anything you want to say in the show? Now, uh, there is a, a chili cook-off in, uh, next Sunday, the 13th. Um, it's going to be at Lone Star Bar and Grill <clears throat> in, uh, Fort Worth. And it's $10 to, you know, do some tastings of the different competitors' chilies and stuff. And the proceeds are going to be going to buying stuff for needy families for Christmas, kind of like Danny was saying with the bikes. You know, it's all for a good cause, so... Um, it's good. actually it's uh, in Burleson. I was thinking it was in Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, it'd be pretty good, pretty cool thing. Go get some what they say is good chili. Try it out and give us some money. Do a good cause. Yeah. Awesome, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Danny. No, I was just saying that's awesome. That's 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 awesome. If you get a chance, go out get some chili. Get a belly full of food and give some money to a charity. What a deal, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thank my own, two of my best friends in the world for coming on here talking about sports, talking about COVID, talking about things. Um, I, I just want to uh, say, uh, as we close out this show, um, there's a thousand ways you can be kind. Um, there's a thousand ways you can do things. So um, I, I, I preach this all the time. Just be kind. Do something. Do something kind. Um, whether that's opening a car door for your lady, which you'll appreciate, or carrying a box in for an older lady, or um, seeing someone who needs help. Um, I would just ask that anybody hears my voice in this universe, um, please be kind. There's a, it's a choice. It's a choice to be kind. I I have lots of training to be the opposite, but as I as I see everyone I go, everywhere I go, people just need a little bit of kind, and it's not even about money. It's French fries or <laughs> some way you can be nice and be kind. So I'll always say this to you and my friends, and everybody will hear my voice. Just take a minute to be kind. Amen, brother. Love you guys. Love you. Love you, bud. Big Go Tony, thanks for coming on. Good having Love you, man. You, no problem. Enjoy See it. See you Thank next you. time. Yes, sir. Later. All right.